Did you know that you've always been on the mind of God? That you're always uh, on His thoughts? Even before you were born. It amazes me uh, how much God loves us, how much God cares for us, how much God wants us to succeed, to succeed. I'm talking when I say success, spiritual success. But He wants us to succeed in all things. I want to share with you something that's very important this morning. Taken out of John chapter 11, and we'll start in verse 20 here in a minute, read it. And I want to encourage you to keep your Bibles open because we'll use a few more scriptures that goes along with this. But I want to share with something with you this morning that's very important. Here we are, children of God. We've been washed in the blood and we're saved. God has blessed us in everything. And for some reason, sometimes what we do is we forget who He is. And we'll look at something that happened in the past and we wish we hadn't done it and it, uh, it drives us crazy until we make a decision to get rid of it. I've heard and Brother George has heard probably a number of times, Brother, when I get, it, when I get right with the Lord, I'll get back in church. Well, let me share something with you. There's only one way to get right with God and it ain't going to happen until you get back in church. And so it's important for us to realize who we are. And who Christ is. If you'll stand with us please. Chapter 11 of John. Starting in verse 20. Everybody got their Bible? Say amen. amen. Okay. When Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother... Uh, would not have died. Now I want to share something with you. She's throwing it. I'm reading in between the lines. She's throwing a little prick in there at Christ. Christ had my My brother wouldn't have died. She's complaining just a little bit. But I know that even now, whatsoever you will ask of God, God will give it to thee. And Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Now here's, here's our mindset. We got the mindset of Martha because we we don't look at the at the whole picture. She's telling Jesus, Jesus, I know when you come again that my brother will rise. But she really hadn't figured out who Christ is. There's a lot of Christians sitting in churches on this Sunday morning and they don't figure out who Christ is. And Christ may have done things for them. And they'll miss who he is. And that's, and, and that's sad. And so he said, Martha said, I know when you rise, uh, uh, he'll rise in the resurrection. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Lord, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for your precious word today, Lord. And Lord, we pray that you'll give us the things to say that will encourage, that will strengthen, that will challenge, that will uplift uh, in this message today. We want to get a picture of who you are today, Christ. You're not a second class uh, Savior. You're the only Savior. And you can do things in our life that we just simply do not believe uh, that, that can happen. Help us to get our minds and our hearts and our spirits in tune with who you are. For we ask it in your precious name we pray. Amen. Jesus makes a statement when he says, 
I am the resurrection and the life. Now I'm going to share something with you. He's talking about you and I today. He's, he, here's, here's what we got. Jesus was the resurrection and Jesus will be the resurrection. But we missed the part that He is the resurrection. He said, and He's here today to live in your life and my life. I don't know what you may be facing today. I don't know what you went through. I don't know how you're feeling today. But here, don't leave it in, on yourself when you leave the church house this morning. You and I need to discover that whatever experience we're facing in life, Whatever the world is throwing at us, whatever Satan is throwing at us, we have a Savior who is the resurrection and the life right here, right now, today. And when we realize that, then we're, it's going to be life-changing for our life. Look at verses 4. Let, let me read verse 40 through 43. And Jesus said, Take ye away the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead for four days. And Jesus said unto her, I said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, thou wouldst see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was, and Jesus uh, lifted up his eyes, said unto the Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou heardest me always. But because of the people which stand uh, by, I said it, and that they may believe that thou hast uh, sent me. And he said, and when he thus had said, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Now, here's what happens to our lives. We may have thought about this when we were saved. But because of what life brings us, sometimes we forget that Jesus is the one that brings life. Now, I praise God I'm going to heaven. I praise God that I'm saved. I praise God that He loved me enough to send His Son to die for me. But here's what I want. More than anything, maybe it's because I'm getting a little older. I want Christ in my life today. I want to experience Him today. And what people do, maybe it's unbelief. Can Christians get to where they don't believe? Yes, they can. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Something that's happened in, in, in their life. Maybe it's discouragement that they're fighting in their life. Maybe it's just fear. But something in there is, is, is working in their life. And they've started to sink down in their spiritual walk with God. Maybe I saw something that Satan put up there that was just beautiful. Understand something. He put something beautiful. He doesn't want you and I to see the hook. And so, and I, and I fell for it. I mean, it was just so sensual that my, I, I just had to have it. Whether it was another person, whether it was something material, whether it was something uh, uh, physical, whatever it is, I had to have it. Because of that, my life's in a dump right now. And, and I've got a disease that I need to get rid of. But I don't want to go to church because everybody knows it. 
Okay? I don't want to go to the house of worship because I feel so bad about it. I, I, I don't know where you're at this morning. But I will tell you this. Whatever it is, you need to let Christ have it because He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The life that I'm living right now is important to me. I'll tell you a true story that happened to me. Where I pastored at my last church, I had a visitor that come by our house about three times a week. It was a skunk. He'd, he'd do his thing. And so we'd suffer through it during the night. Like me and Linnell, we didn't complain to like good Christians. Yeah, okay. And so, but one night, it wouldn't go away. And so I got up the next morning and I said, I got to find out what's going on. And during the night, a truck or something had run over him. And guess whose house he run up under? <laughs> the preacher's house. And so I got a flashlight. And I looked up underneath there. There he lay. And I took me a couple rocks and threw at him and a stick and poked him because I didn't want him to be still alive and get me when I got up underneath that house. Now I'm going to share something with you folks. That's the way we do what happens in life. When we play around with something long enough, we feel like that there is no forgiveness from God. You see, I put up with the skunk for six months. So finally the skunk decided to visit me. And I should have got rid of him before. And, and that's what a child of God needs to do. Yes, church, I messed you up. Yes, church, I made a mistake. Yes, God, I need forgiveness. Yes, God, I need help. And I need to give, not play with the skunk in my life. And we'll, we'll picture the skunk of Satan. Because he's always going to discourage me. He's always going to keep me from the presence of a loving God. He's always going to keep me from a Savior who died for me. He's always going to keep me from the Spirit because we can push back and grieve the Spirit because of what's going on in our life. So I said, I've got to get skunk out. So I ought to put on a toboggan hat, a pair of safety glasses. I don't think they had Febreze, but it was something like it. I sprayed it all over a rag and I put it around my mouth and my nose. I put on a coat. I put on long breeches. Stuff that I wasn't going to keep because I knew when I got up underneath that house, them clothes was going too. And so I got an army shovel. I don't know if y'all know them. About that long and they bend in the middle, you know, and you tighten. So I got that in a garbage bag. And here I go up underneath that that high off the ground so you know it was close I don't like spiders <laughs> snakes I can handle all the most things I don't like spiders I don't like the cobwebs against my face and before I started I real something real you know you can get high on Febreze <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
So here I am. I'm crawling, I'm sweating, I'm high, and I'm and I'm and I'm throwing up. This is a true story, folks. And I'm throwing up. And the throw up's not going nowhere because I got the rag over my face. Let me share something with you. That's where sin takes you. That's where sin takes you. Sin skunk is sin or Satan. That's where Satan sat. He wants us underneath the house, wants us high on something else, and our life in a miserable state. Well, I got the skunk out. And I went, it had an open porch. So I went to the back of it and I put it, you know, he was in the garbage bag and I put it in the back of my truck, took all my clothes, set my shorts. And I thought about taking them off. <laughs> but I'm a preacher. And everybody coming by. And I didn't want the uh, paper to read next week. Preacher streaking. High on for breeze. And smelling like a skunk. But I'm going to share something with you folks. That's the way Satan leaves you and I. That's the way he leaves you and I. And so I said, well i got to get rid of these shorts. So I run in the house and, and uh, uh, Linnell, the first thing Linnell says to me when I get in the house. She said, well, the skunks come inside the house. I said, woman, don't mess with me today. <laughs> but that's what Satan does to us. He doesn't want us to succeed. I don't know what's going on in your life today, but if, if, if something's going on like that, that's what he wants you to have in your life. And he doesn't want you to discover how gracious and forgiving God is for our life. And we don't have to live like that. I don't know what's happening in your life. Maybe you're getting sicker and sicker and deader and deader and stinkier and stinkier. But if that's the case, you need to come to this altar this morning. And you need to lay it down at the altar and you need to tell Christ, Christ, I can't handle it. I can't carry it. And you told me because of the cross and the, and the love of the Father, I don't have to do that. God, I want you to forgive me and I want to make a move and I want to come back to you. I don't want to live my life like living with a skunk. Christian, if you're... If you're somewhere today outside the presence of God, you either live with the skunk or you can live with Christ. The only choice that we have. Where are you at today? You know the thing about God, about Christ? He wants to show up and show out. Amen. And He wants to show up in your life and He wants to show out in my life. That's who He is. That's the Savior He is. He said, He'll say to you, like to you, to like me, Brother Doug, give it to me. To me. I want you to discover how far my Father can throw it away. I want you to see how deep the ocean is. 
when we do that, then we've come back to the place that God wants us at in life. Don't live with a skunk. Don't put up with him in your life. Look at verse 44 says, And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. The first thing Christ gives us is life. The second thing Christ gives us is liberty. The freedom to worship and to experience the Father. Now I'm going to say something, this, and I want everybody to take this the right way, okay? If you're faced something in your life, and you feel like that nobody will, will look beyond that, I want you to know something this morning. This church believes in the forgiveness of God. And you come and give it to God. And this church will look over it. And if it don't, then you come and see me and Brother George. Because this is the type of church that we have. Christ wants us to be free. Not bound up in something in our life. Uh, not having something strangle us and got us tied up. Not, it may be wrong decisions you've made. It may be a wrong direction you went. It may be in the wrong turn you went. Let me share something with you. Everybody in this church has been where you're at right now. If that's where you're at. The results lead to captivity. And that cap captivity is a captivity of our own making. I mean, I'm a child of God. I've been forgiven. I'm free. I'm not somebody's slave. I belong to the Father. He loves me. Why in the world will I let something else cause me to be, a, be captive of something that God says I don't have to be? That's the reason I believe a lot of churches, a lot of Christians in churches this Sunday are coming in the church house and their faces frowned up and they ain't smiled in a year and a half and they don't want to talk to nobody. They just want to go to their pew, sit down, hear a word, a couple songs, make them feel a little bit better. But once they get outside and they start down the road, they're in the same shape they were when they come up the road coming to church. Don't live like that. You and I are free. Free to experience the greatness of God. We're His chosen people. Luke 4.18 says, He was sent to proclaim liberty. The captives and the oppressed. Jesus says, that's why I came. That's why I came. So that you don't have to live bound up in life. With something... That you and I can give to God. Look at chapter 12. Verses 1 and 2. Not only does he give us life and liberty. He gives us love. And Jesus. Six days before this Passover came to Bethany. Where Lazarus was which had been dead. When he, whom he raised from the dead. And they made a supper and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. 
Listen, listen, I don't know where you're at tonight. You want to sit at the table? Oh, I'm not talking about uh, heaven. That table is going to be spectacular. We can't even imagine in my mind. You want to sit at the table now? You want to sit at where, the, where, where God's put out the big spread? On that table you can find everything you need to succeed as a child of God. You can talk to Him and experience Him and let Him love you and, 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 and just for, feel His forgiveness and all the great things that God can do. Oh, it's at the table. Fellowship in the Bible, I mean, eating in the Bible was mostly about fellowship. In other words, He's saying there, Lazarus was at the table. Once he was dead, now he's alive. The next step, he's been set free. The next step is, he's at the table with Christ. He's got his feet kicked back. He's worshiping the Lord. He's experiencing what life is really about. Don't you let people sell you a bill of goods that you got you to uh, do so many things so many of that and, and all this kind of stuff to be a child of God you and I have given us life and he's given us liberty and he's put us at the table I can sit at the table and I can discover boy this, this I, you're going to get me going here now this stuff blows my mind I get to discover Jehovah God how he thinks how he acts how he loves how he cares how He forgives. I can open up my Bible and the Holy Spirit will bring to my mind and my heart this great God. Yes, I'll be glad when, uh, I see Him in heaven. But folks, let me share something with you. I want to see Him now. I want to experience Him now. And God says I can. I just got to come to the table. Kick back. And discover who God is. God wants a closeness. Oh, I love this now. We're getting good here because He wants intimacy. I'm going to try to be a good preacher this morning, okay? When a woman gets pregnant, it's because of intimacy. It's not because she looked in the mirror. Okay? Now, I want you to follow me now. As she grows, there's nothing more beautiful than a lady who is pregnant. Their eyes sparkle more. They're loving. Everything about them is beautiful. But as they grow, you can, you can see the evidence of the intimacy that she had, had, has had. Okay? That's the way it ought to be for a Christian. Do people see that in your life and my life? Can they see that you and I walk with God? I'm going to tell you, there's people out there. You know the reason they want to come to this church? Because they can experience something. Amen. Oh, we don't do everything perfect. Me, Brother George, Tim. We're not perfect. We'll fail you. We'll let you down sometimes. But I tell you what we got. We got a God that does not fail. And a God that simply loves us. And a God that wants to see us succeed. 
Can people see that smile on your face? Can they see a gleam in your eye because you're a child of God? Is there love and patience in our relationships with other people? It's an expression of the new life. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. If you got the same stuff you had before you were saved, then you need to have a talk with the Lord. Because things change when you're saved. Nothing stays the same. Because Jesus said, I am, not I will be, not I might be, not I was. But I am today the resurrection. You can go from a, from a graveyard to the resurrection. You can experience God in a special way. But guess what? You and I have to make the decision to do that. If you're in this service and you're lost, He's the only way. No other way to God. If you're in this service and you know Christ and your life is, is in a stinking, deadly place, the only one that can change that is Christ. And if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today, Whatever it is, you need to make a move. Because you will not. It doesn't matter how many songs we sing. It doesn't matter how many sermons we hear. It doesn't matter how many times we go to Sunday school class. Until we make the Spirit, the, the choice to follow the Holy Spirit, we're stuck in a rut. Where are you at today? Now we're going to do things.